Welcome to the Students of Surgery podcast series, where we shed light on common surgical topics. Welcome back to the Students of Surgery podcast series. And today we are sitting with Mr. Jerry Mayaba, attorney and partner of McRobert Incorporated Attorneys, working in the Professional Indemnity Department, which deals primarily with medical legal cases. Welcome back, Mr. Mayaba. Thank you, Martin. I'm glad to be here. Today we're going to be talking about the appropriate conduct during an internship. Maybe I should start by asking, what is the purpose of a newly qualified doctor needing to do an internship? Thank you, Martin. I think this is one of the subjects that's close to my heart, and I think it's best tackled um, at this stage so that um, doctors who are out to start their internships at least are better prepared. Um, in terms of the Health Professions Council of South Africa, and which is also entailed in their guidelines for internship training on the 2017 edition, it is said there that the purpose of internship is to effect transition from undergraduate studies to the professional world with concomitant responsibility to patients, the health team and the communities. The key objective of the internship is to provide interns with insight, understanding and experience in patient care. And I think that is very important to note that there is actually a link in the relationship of all the role players, the patients, the health team and the communities. We have attached a copy of the HPCSA's guidelines for intern training in the podcast notes. What is the HPCSA's acknowledgement of satisfactory conduct during an internship? Martin, as far as I know, the HPCSA is very much um, serious about the kind of interns that they qualify and they can give latitude to operate as independent practitioners. And the HPCSA actually says for an intern to be qualified, they must then be issued with a duty certificate. That is only on satisfactory completion of the two-year training program. Um, Once they've completed the program and they've done so satisfactorily, they will then be issued with that certificate. What is the minimum clinical exposure that an intern must have during their two years to receive this duty certificate? Martin, the HPCSA has actually detailed um, they believe is the um, minimum um, training or exposure that an intern should have. Um, Basically, interns must undergo a four-month rotation in each of the domains of general medicine, general surgery, including surgical trauma, obstetrics and gynecology, as well as pediatrics. And then there will be a further three-month rotation Um, that is required in family medicine and or primary care and a two-month rotation in anesthesiology and orthopedics including orthopedic trauma as well as a one-month rotation in psychiatry. Is there anything else that interns are required to do? It is strongly recommended that they also attend short courses such as BEST, PLS, ATLS, ACLS, etc. And these are the courses that will actually then supplement their main training. What is considered the responsibility of an intern? Look, Martin, insofar as there is a responsibility of an institution to make sure that interns can get proper training, interns also have a responsibility um, that they carry. Amongst other things, it is to promote a professional image, making sure that 
at every instance that they come to work, they can sign an attendance register and they are also given logbooks that they must keep and they will also have to perform various tasks as required by the logbook and generally they need to be aware of patients right there of the patient's rights charter and also not to perform work without supervision this is very important um, including work in private practice during their period of internship um, so those are basically the responsibilities of an intern who's undergoing internship. You were telling me about a recent case that you came across with a, with a truant intern. Could you maybe give us that information again for our listeners? Yes, Martin, I can do that. This is one of the interesting cases that we came across. Um, and I would just call him um, Dr. Intern, who's basically a South African citizen. He qualified with his medical degree, cum laude. He was appointed for internship at the Tishara Hospital with effect from the 1st of July 2019. And during his period of internship, he engaged in the following unprofessional conduct. Firstly, he did not complete a logbook daily. Um, his supervisors tried to actually remind him all the time and he failed to do it. Most of the time he absented himself from work without approval from the domain supervisor on every rotation. This is the intern that made sure that every rotation at some point he's absent. Now think about it, whilst he's absent, he's busy doing locum work for a local independent practitioner. And furthermore, he refused to perform legal abortions during his rotation in Ops and Gaini because of his religious beliefs. How were these transgressions dealt with? Look, there is a protocol in terms of how transactions are dealt with. Firstly, he received several verbal and written warnings for his unprofessional conduct, but he was relentless. All remedial steps to assist him to improve his performance yielded no results, as he never adhered to any of them. He was also not present for the mid-term rotation, which is what are called mid-block assessments and there was no valid reason why he didn't present himself there. All his domain supervisors provided negative feedback on the 139 evaluation form and logbook. Eventually, the hospital refused to sign him off and has recommended an extension of his internship for another 12 months under stringent supervision conditions. This was also accompanied with by a recommendation of a disciplinary action taken by the HPCSA for unprofessional conduct in performing locum work and refusing to perform local abortions during his rotation. What is your take-home message from this case study? Look, if one looks at the conduct of Dr. Intern, you can loosely say he's an author of his own misfortune. I mean, this is a student that qualified cum laude and being provided with the opportunity to intern at one of the best academic hospitals in the country. Whilst admirable and sought after, um, these are just not substitute for good old-fashioned hard work and good ethics. Interns need to do all they can to obtain proper training, gain the experience needed to practice independently in what is a demanding but ultimately very rewarding career choice. I think this would be the message to say stay away from conducting yourself unprofessionally during your period of internship. Yeah, I agree with you there. Yes. 
What advice do you have for future interns? My advice is simply that ethics form part of the core of your duty as a doctor and those cannot be compromised. And the earlier they are learned and you adhere to them, the easier your path as a medical doctor will be. If interns do not commit to receiving proper training during their internship, then they will not function optimally as qualified doctors. Basically, they'll be prone to mistakes in practice as independent practitioners. And this will lead to them having complaints laid against them by their patients with the regulator. And most of the time, they will land themselves in trouble with medical negligence claims. Basically, interns should take pride in their chosen profession and also make sure that they can get as much training as they can ongoing, especially during their internship, and take guidance from the seasoned doctors that would have been there to guide them and make sure that they can come out there and be able to function independently. It's probably an opportune moment to recommend that all interns listen to our podcast on informed consent and ethical principles. Thank you very much again for, for a very interesting podcast. I think our future interns are going to appreciate your advice and I'm sure we'll hear from you in the future. Certainly, Martin. Thanks a lot for giving me this opportunity as well to be part of this podcast. This edition of the Students of Surgery podcast has been produced by TuxFM. Visit www.tuxfm.co.za for young, fresh and relevant content. That was another edition of the Students of Surgery podcast series, where we shed light on common surgical topics. 